This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again, New Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my match reaction show. My five takeaways from Holmes' 2-0 loss to Chelsea at Craven Cottage on Monday Night Football. It's been a few days, so I wanted to give myself a little bit to calm down and be able to reflect a little bit more on what happened on Monday night. But basically, and I'll be going through this in about the next 15 to 20 minutes, it wasn't a Embarrassing display by Fulham Football Club. A missed opportunity against a club that had so many injuries, suspensions, and that was on display, and you did not take that opportunity to pounce. Instead, you let Chelsea get better here by getting all three points. It was an opportunity to actually put some distance between you and Chelsea, and uh, it went in the opposite direction. And there are reasons for that, and I'll share that in this episode. Very disappointing. When I look back at the match, it's also a reflection on what is currently going on with Fulham Football Club. I'll just say this. I don't see Fulham being in any relegation battle. I know that there are Fulham supporters that are going to be listening to this and telling me I'm dead wrong on this. I don't think I'm wrong on this at all. What I see is a club that will beat the teams around them. It will continue to happen and will be comfortably mid-table, which in my opinion is mediocre. 10 years of the con ownership, sorry, Fulham supporters deserve a hell of a lot better than mediocre in the Premier League. Now, this is the second season back in the Premier League. I've heard the argument that we should allow them a chance to take maybe a little step forward. No. This was an opportunity to take a giant step forward. Instead, they probably stayed the same or got a little worse. And that, to me, is very disappointing. It was all on display against Chelsea. Absolutely all on display. What is missing with this club? And it's a lack of talent, lack of depth, lack of a striker, all on display. So I'm going to be sharing my thoughts on all of this in this show. 
As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. And I'm just going to share this before I start my five takeaways. And uh, yes, I am generally a very positive glass half full supporter. I am. But I think this transfer window and what's happened since then, and it's all going to come out in this episode, has disappointed me. So I just want to share that. I haven't changed my outlook on life. I am still a very positive person. I'm still positive about Fulham. I love the club. I'm just disappointed by what has happened for this season. So let's start with number five, okay? And this doesn't have to do with Fulham. It actually has to do with Chelsea. So it pains me to do this, but give Chelsea credit as they were much better. Now, I saw this over the summer in the series in America when Fulham played Chelsea and Maryland, and I thought, okay, well, this is just a one-off. Fulham are not at full strength. It's just a friendly. But I should have seen how much Chelsea had improved and changed under Pochettino going into this match. I didn't give them enough credit. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't. I looked at the record. I looked at the points. And I thought, same Chelsea from last season. It's not the same Chelsea from last season. It has some really good players, and they're missing a ton of players, but even the players that they have right now are excellent. And it pains me to say that. They were very good in this match. They deserve the credit. Enzo Hernandez, Mudrik, who I thought was not good against Fulham the first time around, very good in this. Broja, who Fulham were linked to, good in this match. Caicedo, who I've been knocking as saying that Paulinha was the better player. Well, Caicedo made his argument that I'm wrong. I'm going to say that right now. So for me, I can't do this show without giving Chelsea the credit that they deserve. They earned this. There was no way I could tell in the first 15 minutes that Fulham were going to win the match. I thought maybe they could nick a point. They weren't going to beat this side. They were not. Situation where the talent between Fulham and Chelsea is wide. It is wide. I mean, it's wide in most seasons. But I thought Fulham had made up for it in the way that they play, but they could not get that gap close enough to get all three points. They will be competitive, in my opinion, against the majority of the clubs in the Premier League. But when they play against really good clubs, and I think Chelsea will eventually be in the top six, top seven, then I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to be able to compete, but they're going to really have a hard time beating a team like Chelsea, just like they did against Arsenal at Craven Cottage last season. It's really the same thing. There's just a huge difference in talent, and uh, that was on display, absolutely on display. Let's go to number four. Number four, so... This goes to the transfer window. This also goes to the decisions of the manager, Marco Silva. When you start an old winger and center back, consistently you are asking for trouble. William was fantastic last year. So was Tim Ream. They were both excellent for Fulham Football Club. But their age always concerned me. I was not against having either one of them back, but I was a little bit concerned about starting Tim Ream. I was also concerned about William that eventually you have to find a replacement for him. And what if 
his form dips. Well, let's be honest, his form has dipped. He is not the same player right now. So if you are expecting the same results from these two players from a year ago, if you play them consistently, I think you're just asking for trouble. And we saw it in this match. At some times, at some point, you need to flip to a younger squad. And I think at some point, Marco needs to move away from Tim Ream and go to Calvin Bassey. I know that the situation with Winger is a little bit different. I might have gone with Bobby Decadova reed to be honest with you. I might have gone in that direction. Harry Wilson didn't offer you much on the other side. And hopefully Adama Traore, when he comes back, can be an option as well. You can also play a Wobi at winger. So there are ways to mix and match. But I think over the course of the season, if you continue to play these two players, you are simply asking for trouble. I think you can get away with it in the next match against teams that I think are going to be below you. But when you are playing the good sides, I think when you're starting Tim Ream and William, I just think the result is not going to be what you were thinking it was going to be because their age is definitely catching up to them. That's why that's my number four. Number three is actually a huge surprise because uh, one of my keys in this match was Zhao Paulinha. And I had doubts that Caicedo was the better player. And I left this match thinking, wow, number three is this. Fulmer dominated in central midfield. Zhao Paulinha, for me, if he's not at it, Fulmer are in trouble. And I got to tell you, he was not at his best. They were bypassing him. And they were giving Fulmer all kinds of troubles down the flanks. And honestly, Paulinha had very little impact in this match. Harrison Reed, for all the hard work that he offered, again, struggled against the three players in central midfield for Chelsea. And Caicedo was very good. I will say Enzo Hernandez was very good. And they really dominated the play. They absolutely dominated Fulham here. Connor Gallagher was very good. Cole Palmer on one side, Murdrick on the other side, and then, of course, Brochon on top. But it really starts with those players in central midfield dominating Paulinha and Harrison Reed. For Enzo Hernandez to have free reign in central midfield just irritated me beyond belief. So that leads me to ask the question, where was Paulinha? Was he checked out? I've had people ask me, do you think Paulinha gave it his all? I think he gave it his all, but I don't know if uh, he played at the level that I'm used to seeing. So there are questions on him, and I understand because of the situation with what happened over the summer. And then you've got Harrison Reed, who's a good player, but maybe against certain opponents he shouldn't be starting. And I have a feeling Sasa Lukic will be coming in sooner than later. So. In this situation, Fulham were dominated in central midfield, and that, to me, was the key to the match. And I think that's one of the big reasons Chelsea won the match. That's why that's my number three. Number two, Marco Silva was outcoached in this match, and I don't even think it was close. And Mauricio Pochettino is a wonderful manager. So is Marco Silva. But I think in this match... It wasn't even close. 
it started with Marco's decisions for the starting 11. I understand why he did this, but I think that maybe, like I mentioned, when you are going with older players at key positions, you're asking for trouble. So there are questions about the starting 11 there. But beyond that, when you're down 2-0 at the half and you don't make a substitution to start the second half, again, I think he was late to the party with his substitutions. Did he make it about 15 minutes after that? Yes. But why didn't he start the second half that way? That is my question. So I can question the manager. There are no sacred cows on Cottage Talk. He makes mistakes. I can question that. He was outcoached in this match. Why do we give him a free pass? And I'm going to ask the question that many Fulham supporters are probably asking. How is he focusing on Fulham right now? How much is he focusing right now? I'm going to ask it because as a lame duck manager, does he have one foot out the door? This is the problem with him not signing a contract. I have my doubts that right now he is 150% into this. Because it feels like, to me, he's playing out the string as the manager and waiting for his opportunity to go someplace else. And that is disappointing. He is a top-rate manager, but I have a right, just like you have a right to disagree with me, that Marco Silva is giving it his all. He's an excellent manager, but is he fully invested right now in Fulham Football Club? I'm asking the question. Sorry, I am asking the question. He was outcoached in this match. The decisions, the substitutions didn't work. You saw how badly Fulham were getting beat in central midfield. Marco Silva just does what he does. He doesn't change anything up. He doesn't change formations. And that, to me, again, sometimes I think you need to change things. And Marco believes in his system so much that a good manager will take advantage of that. And Pochettino did and set up Chelsea to win. And there was, from the 15th minute on, I knew there was only going to be one winner in this match and maybe Fulham would get a draw. So Marco Silva was absolutely outcoached in this match. You might disagree with me. You might not want to hear that. But that, to me, is how I feel. And that is very disappointing. I want Marco Silva as a long-term manager of Fulham Football Club. But I will have my doubts unless he signs a new contract. That's down to him. He holds all the cards. But right now, he's a lame duck manager. Let's call it what it is. So when I see Fulham not playing to their capability, I think I have a right to ask the question about the motivation of the manager. So that's what I'm doing here. That's why. Number two, Marco Silva was outcoached. And I'm not changing my mind on that. Coming up next is my number one takeaway from Chelsea's 2-0 victory against Fulham on Monday Night Football. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is 
another map. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, to end the show, I'm going to give you my number one takeaway. And I actually tweeted this right after the match, and I got a lot of comments on this. Positive and negative, and I appreciate everyone's comments because that's what it's about. It's just an opinion. This is my opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. We're going to disagree. But in the end, we're all Fulham supporters, and we want Fulham to do well. That's the bottom line. I have my views. You have yours. That's what makes the world go around. So my number one takeaway from this 2-0 loss for Fulham against Chelsea is this. The embarrassing end of the transfer window for Fulham on full display at Craven Cottage. That's my number one takeaway. And honestly, do I have to say anything more? Because the transfer window really showed itself in this match. When you have Raul Jimenez, who was trying his best at 32 years old, different type of striker than Mitro, and you don't bring in a top flight striker to replace Mitro. That to me is really an issue. And it was on display because Fulham were toothless going forward. Yes, they made the change to Carlos Vinicius, but he, let's be honest, is not a starter in the Premier League as a striker. He can fill in, he can fill in for several matches, but he will not be a top flight striker. It's just not in his DNA. He's a decent striker. He's maybe a little average. And that's not bad to be average. He's an average player. But you need a clinical striker. And the thing about it is, when I look at a team last season like Wolves, this is the problem Wolves were having, finding a striker. Now it's Foam's problem. And they're using Raul Jimenez to try to fix the problem. And unfortunately, right now, Jimenez is not able to score the goals. He's not. And that, to me, is an issue. And it was on full display at Craven Cottage in front of a worldwide audience. And it goes beyond that. It's also lack of talent for Fulham Football Club. Now they've added a lot of depth. They've added some talent, some good players. Where are the Paulinho-level players in the transfer window? I don't think they added one. You can make the argument that maybe Castagna, maybe Awobi, possibly Calvin Bassey. But I'm not sure they are at the Polina level. They needed a player at that level, and maybe two or three. They didn't do it. I believe they were not under any FFP constraints going into this transfer window. So the question is, why didn't they? And that, to me, is a disappointing part of this match. It was on full display at Craven Cottage. What you saw was a club that has basically taken the attitude of we are content being in mid-table mediocrity. We're not going to kick on. We won't be in a relegation battle. Sorry, I'm going to say that again. I don't believe that at all. They have enough talent 
to stay in the league comfortably. I will say this, though. This is the caveat to this. They would be in a relegation battle if Marco Silva leaves. And that goes back to my whole rant about Marco Silva and his lame duck status. If he leaves, everything changes. And yes, they would be in a relegation battle. But if he is at Craven Cottage the entire season, then no, they won't be. But it shows, unfortunately, the players that they brought in and also allowing Paulinha to go to Bayern Munich and also to let Mitro go, and this doesn't get talked about, and not find a striker of his level. Please don't tell me that it was Raul Jimenez. That was a stopgap. We're finding that out on his level, playing on that level. They did not do that. So to me, it shows complete lack of ambition, all on display in this match. Very disappointing. And as I mentioned, I'm a very positive person, but this match really upset me. And uh, I will continue to follow Fulham Football Club, continue to love Fulham Football Club. And they're going to win their matches. They're going to be comfortable. Like I said, unless Marco Silva leaves, they will be fine. But fine's not good enough for me after 10 years of the ownership of the cons. It's not good enough. Sorry. The Fulham supporters deserve better. They deserve ambition, which they are lacking right now. And that's how I'm going to end the show. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other Fulham supporters find us. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.